going to give a sermon about the incredibly rich Torah portion, Shemot, that we read this week. On Wednesday afternoon, when I learned about the terrorist attack on the Charlie Hebdo magazine office and the murder of 12 people by young men claiming to represent Al-Qaeda, I thought, well, how horrible, how scary. Terrorism feels like it's everywhere. In all honesty, I have grown so used to hearing about international terrorism. It feels like almost every week that I did not become deeply invested in the story. And I really wanted to teach the congregation about Moses at the beginning of the book of Exodus. Something about being a rabbi and finding some of your favorite Torah portions and wanting to spend time really unpacking them. But then this morning, I woke up to learn of yet another terrorist attack in France, that an associate of the terrorist who had attacked the magazine office had shot a police officer and then taken hostages at a kosher supermarket in Paris. And by lunchtime, I learned that at least four of those hostages had been killed, and several of the police officers trying to save them had been injured. And I realized that I needed to give a different sermon this evening. So you will have to come to Eric's bar mitzvah tomorrow morning to hear his brilliant thoughts about the Parsha because it is very much worth studying. In my high holiday sermon on Rosh Hashanah morning, I talked about the rise of global anti-Semitism, particularly in France and how the lines between anti-Israel, or anti-Western, really, and anti-Jewish grow blurrier every day. That the violence in France this week feels like the next step, the progression of that phenomena. What began in the media as an act of terror against the French people, an amazing online campaign and national rallies in the streets around the banner of we are all Charlie, that we are all part of this, suddenly changed. And with this new terrorist attack, French President Francois Hollande labeled it a horrific anti-Semitic act. It went from being something about attacking France and the fabric of its society to being something that specifically targeted the Jewish community in Paris. I don't know how the French people will respond to this second attack. I hope that it inspires the same calls of solidarity that the first one did. I hope that it forces the same difficult but necessary conversations about the future of French society. I hope that the French Jewish community feels supported and embraced because in the same way that we are all Charlie, that we are all artists in a way who want to express our sometimes crazy ideas in freedom, no matter what they are, we are also all customers at that kosher market, getting ready for our weekend, buying food, maybe even a freshly baked challah to enjoy with our friends and family. I had the honor with Rabbi Bauer and Rabbi Jonathan to have lunch with Rabbi Danny Friedlander today. 
He's the new president of the World Union for Progressive Judaism, the liberal Jewish international movement. There are actually over 500,000 Jews living in France. It's the third largest Jewish population in the world. And there are more than four reform synagogues just in the city of Paris alone. Rabbi Friedlander warned that we increasingly tend to focus on the American and Israeli relationship, how the world's two largest Jewish populations relate to each other. But all the Jews in the middle, the Jews of Australia, of South Africa, of Argentina and South America and Europe, sometimes get lost in the mix. And he urged us to remember our sense of Klal Yisrael, that we are a whole Jewish people, that we are part of a global Jewish community. It's that moment when you are traveling for business in Hong Kong and you find yourself seeking out a synagogue for Shabbat services, even when you almost never come to Shabbat services in San Francisco. <laughs> it's that moment when you are hiking with friends in Patagonia and you are excited that that loud, almost obnoxious group ahead of you on the trail is speaking Hebrew fluently. It's when you are on your honeymoon in Paris and you get a kick out of shopping at Hyper Kasher, the kosher market in the Jewish neighborhood you are exploring with your new spouse. Ultimately, it is our responsibility to care not only about the well-being of our liberal Jewish corner of San Francisco, but Jews around the world, from the elderly woman in Ukraine scared of the Russians to the young man in Argentina worried about the economy and if he'll ever really use that education that he spent so much time and work getting, to the mother in Paris, afraid to let her children leave the house, much less go to Hebrew school or to hang out with youth group friends. They are all part of our extended family. Because our ancestors didn't always live in the United States or Israel. In fact, most of them probably did not, but they lived everywhere else. And we may one day again be spread out to the four corners of the earth. And while some French Jews may choose to make Aliyah, to immigrate to Israel, and I respect that decision immensely, we cannot all always only live in these two countries. It's not really how global society or even the nature of Jewish culture works. And while we care about the vulnerable and the innocent victims here and around the world, regardless of their race or their religion, in all honesty, we sometimes speak up louder for our fellow Jews. Because no one else will, ultimately, if we don't, and because they are part of us in a deep, almost primal way, because our feet whether we like it or not, like so much of our extended family, is tied up in theirs. So whether it is working with the World Union for Progressive Judaism, Rabbi Friedlander's organization, whether it's working with the Joint Distribution Committee, or even just through our local federation and their grant-giving efforts, we have a special responsibility to protect and support the global Jewish community in any way that we can because we are part of them and they are part of us. Because in the same way that we want free speech 
and we want freedom of movement for everyone. We ultimately want the freedom for a Jew anywhere to walk into a Jewish kosher market and buy a challah before Shabbat and feel safe walking home. So on this Shabbat, we remember those who have died in the terrorist attacks in France this past week. Zichranam Livracha, may their memories be for a blessing. May they inspire us to battle extremist violence and to think of our fellow Jews around the world. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat shalom.